0: Shalom, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you consider sponsoring a child at our orphanage in Haiti? Our orphanage is called Beth Chesed, which means House of Kindness in Hebrew. We care for about 40 children. We feed them, shelter them, educate them, and of course teach them about our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. Visit That's www.bethchesed.org. That's d.org to sponsor a child, or give a tax-deductible donation. I appreciate you considering it. Now enjoy this podcast recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. Don't ever forget the power of prayer. Don't ever think you're just talking into the ether or talking into the atmosphere. And don't ever forget that it says that the prayers of the righteous are effective and accomplish so, so much. Don't ever forget that your prayers are not meaningless. Don't ever forget it. There's an incredible revelation in the Torah this this week ab- about prayer, about Yeshua, who really does teach us how to pray, as he was asked, and about the tabernacle, the mishkan, the, the Hebrew word for the tabernacle in the wilderness is the mishkan. We should be familiar with that word. Last Torah portion, we, the Bible, the Torah went through such precision in describing the details of the Mishkan. Such precise detail on how it is to be built with the size, the color, the material. So much detail, it can seem a little boring, and it can seem a little mundane. But when we know the revelation that we are the temple of God... As the New Testament says, we are the temple of God. We know the history. The tabernacle was replaced with the temple. But the temple was destroyed. And the New Testament is very, very clear. We are the temple of God. So when we have that revelation and we see all the detail that God put into the tabernacle, into the exact height, the exact width, the exact color the exact material, if you ever wonder why there's so much information that seems so boring and just so overly done, if you wonder ever why there's so much information in detail, I have one recommendation for you. Look in the mirror. Because your eye is not just blue, it's just right blue. And the angel said, you mean this blue, God? And he said, no, 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 a little less blue. Okay, here? Nope, nope, nope. There. That blue. So if you ever wonder why you have this little dimple in your cheek or your little wrinkle in your eye or why your hair is blonde or gray or your... (laughs) nose is this big or this small or you have no hair on your head or more hair in your nose than you do on your head, like me, when you read the portions in the Torah which seem so mundane about all the detail about how the Mishkan, the tabernacle, was built, now you know why there's so much detail. Just look in the mirror. There's amazing revelation, last Torah portion. God goes through incredible detail in the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and then the narrative stops incomplete. The Mishkan, the narrative of the building of the tabernacle, stopped incomplete. There was 90% done, there was one thing left, and the, the narrative stops and redirects to the high priest. Yeshua is our high priest. He's the high priest that works in the tabernacle. Messiah within you is the high priest in the tabernacle. So the narrative stops, leaves the Mishkan incomplete. Now we have the details of the priest and his garments and his full ordination ceremony, the, the inauguration, the anointing of the priest in the tabernacle and then the narrative finishes the priest Yeshua is the priest and then the Mishkan narrative, the building of it is complete and the part that was left incomplete the part that was left until after the high priest is brought in and anointed and ordained, the final part of the mishkan, the tabernacle, after that is the incense, altar of incense, the prayers of the saints. What is the scripture telling us in the Torah, which is so detailed and methodical, and accurate and intentional. The prayers, the incense that goes up and penetrates heaven and affects heaven comes from the high priest within. The high priest within knows how to pray, knows how to affect heaven. Incense, so the Mishkan is so earthly, It's so made of raw material, it's earthy. But the incense goes up to heaven. That comes from the high priest. Yeshua is the high priest. The high priest that lives within you knows how to penetrate heaven with prayers. The effective prayer of the righteous man... It accomplishes much, is effective. Yeshua is the righteous man. I mean, we need to know how to read Scripture. The righteous man. Who, there's only one righteous man. That's our high priest. Come on. That's our high priest. Yeshua is the only righteous man. He knows how to put up those prayers to penetrate heaven, to open up the windows of heaven. Yeshua knows how to cry and open up the windows of heaven. It's so beyond the words that we speak. We learned even from Hannah. It's not about what you speak, the prayers. It's not about the eloquence of the prayers. It's not about the length of the prayers. It's not even about doing it in a language or a tongue that any human can understand. It's a breath, it's a cry, it's a tear. And the Father knows how to listen to the Son, what He's saying. Do you understand? no matter what, it, however it comes out. We learned from Hannah, she was so distraught because of her barrenness that the words weren't even coming. Nothing was coming out. Just movement of the lips. But God heard those prayers. The prayers of the righteous are effective. The righteous man are effective. I mean, we got to learn how to read our scriptures. I mean, if, if the, if the son... Asks for bread, is the father going to give him a fish? I mean, if the son is going to, yeah, if the yeah, if stone, if the father's going to, if the son asks for fish, will the father give a snake? I mean, who's the father in this story? Who's the son in this story? Yeshua, teach us how to pray, the disciples asked. Do you know the interesting thing about the incense in the tabernacle? It had a secret recipe of specific spices. It had to be done that way. In fact, it said don't offer unauthorized incense. It's always very hyper-spiritualized, the unauthorized fire that went up from Aaron's sons, Nadav and uh, Avihu, we can spiritualize it about our worship or speaking out of turn, or, and all these wonderful revelations. I don't disagree with any of them, but it was about the incense. Don't, off, don't offer unauthorized incense, and the incense is the prayers. There's, a, there's an ingredients that the high priest, Yeshua is the high priest. He knows the ingredients for the incense, Yeshua, teach us how to pray. What are the ingredients for the incense? Yeshua, teach us how to pray. What are the ingredients? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Yeshua answered with a prayer, which you can give a name, the, our Father in heaven, the Lord's Prayer. Avinu Shabbat Shemayim Yitkadesh Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. But then he redirected right out of his own wills and into God's wills. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. That's the ingredient. That's the spice and the incense. May your will be done. You know why prayers can sometimes be ineffective? We are so ineffective. We are we're so good at asking to have our circumstances be changed or to be taken out of our circumstance. We ask so easily to be taken out of circumstance. And why it's good that we pray, but why is the answer no so often? It's because those are the circumstances that our Father has brought us into for our growth. Take us out of this trouble. You know, Yeshua said you're never, you're, you're, you're gonna have trouble. He said in this world, you will have tribulation. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have challenge. His prayer, the Lord's prayer, doesn't say to us to say, Lord, take me out of this challenge. Keep me from this tribulation. Keep me from this difficult financial situation. Keep me from this health issue. It doesn't say that. It says, Lord, keep me from temptation. From temptation. Which is Yeshua saying, and this is so important. I know I will have challenge in my life. I know it. I'm not asking you to remove me from challenge, Father. I'm asking you to remove me from sin dangled in front of me so while I'm in the midst of my challenge, I am not tempted to grab it and sin. This is so important. He didn't say to ask Father to deliver us from Challenge from circumstance, from trial, or even tribulation. He says, deliver us from temptation. Keep temptation. So while we're in the challenge, we don't sin. That's so important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. But the prayers of the righteous, my friends, my family, my kings, my queens, the prayers of the righteous are so effective. We lose sight of how effective our simple prayers are. We lose sight of how s- effective our, our simple prayers are. But Yeshua taught us, the one that said, just pray that your will be done, also said, knock and keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking. He God wants us to annoy him. Do we does anybody believe that God wants us? He's not annoyed by us. Knock. And keep knocking. Knock. And k- penny. 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 Yeshua. 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 I mean, how many scriptures are there? The man goes and knocks on the door in the middle of the night, and the friend doesn't want to answer because it's in the middle of the night, but the friend needs bread, so the friend says, fine, whatever. W-E, I'm going to get up and I'm going to give my friend bread. Why? Because he's annoying me. I mean, Yeshua's parables speak of this, the the woman, the widow who needed justice from the judge, and the judge said, I'm going to give her what she wants because she's nagging me to shut her up it says because of his persistence the owner of the house opened the doors how many of us need a little dose of persistence in our prayers don't forget that don't forget that God does want us there's reason why there is incense going up from the tabernacle persistently it says pray without ceasing why because the incense in the tabernacle always went up without stop Morning and night, always lit by the high priest. There's, if, if the tabernacle, if you, if you agree that the tabernacle represents us, there is a reason why there's incense always going up. The Bible is so clear. He wants us to pray. We're active participants in tikkun olam, in repairing the world. Do not, for Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not hold my peace. I've said, watchmen, on your walls, O Jerusalem. It says, give him no rest until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Watchmen, give him no rest, it says. It's so clear. God wants us to pray. We don't just sit back and eat the popcorn and just say, God, you're going to do what you're going to do. We are called with Yeshua within us to change the world. And it's so easy to want to change the world through our actions, and we are commanded to do that. Even Judaism always teaches to do the mitz, change the world, to kun olam, prepare the world through our mitzvot, through our actions, through our acts of kindness. But anybody can do acts of kindness. What, is it, what it makes it unique with the high priest within us? I'm telling you that the prayers that go up, when you penetrate heaven with prayers, God responds and penetrates you. When you penetrate heaven with your prayers, when you go vertical, God goes vertical. The Mishkan was built on the the exact area, Beth-El, that Jacob had the vision of the ladder with angels not just going up, but going up and going down. Not just coming down, going up and down, up and down. That is the purpose of the Mishkan. It's where the prayers go up and God descends with his glory. Mishkan, shachan, is the Hebrew root word of it. Shachan means dwell. It's also the root word in Shekinah glory. It says in John 1, I'm paraphrasing, that the Son of God came down to dwell, Shachan with us, and we have seen his glory, Shekinah. Play on words, Hebrew. So it's up and it's down, and when we lift up and open the windows of heaven, God responds. When we lift up to heaven, God responds by affecting earth. So yes, we do our acts of kindness and always do that, always pursue justice and pursue kindness and pursue love, but there's another way to affect this world, that's to affect heaven and have heaven come down and affect earth. Oh, that is so powerful. Oh, that is so powerful. Oh, that is so powerful. Do you know how effective prayers can be? Do you know how effective your praise is? I think the children of Israel, the armies of Israel who are on the front lines, learned a little lesson about how effective their praise are. Their, their praise is. Because for the army, the lineup of the army, God in his wisdom did not put like the sharpshooters in the front line. He did not put the tanks in the front line. He did not put the air cover on the front line. He did not put G.I. Joe on the front line. He put the praisers on the front line. The weapons were your tambourines. The weapons were your shofars. The weapons were your shouting on the front lines so the prayers can go up to heaven and then God in turn can affect the battle. And when the praises from the armies of Israel went up, God responded and affected the battle and the enemies were so confounded they just beat each other up. How many in the battles that we want? We want to step out of the way and just have the enemy just beat each other up. The battle is not ours, but God's. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what happens. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on in heaven and we miss it. There's a lot going on in heaven and we miss it. Amos chapter 7, read it for yourself. Amos was got a vision and he got two visions and his witnesses are, you know, you establish a matter with two witnesses. Amos had a vision and it was a, a locust army coming to the field. And the locust army always represents l- army. A, a swarm of locusts always represents an army coming after Israel, and, and Amos pleaded with God. He said, "God, no, make it stop. Jacob is so small; he can't withstand this." And it says that the Lord heard Amos and changed his mind, and said, "This shall not be." Second, second uh, revelation. The second, um, second vision came. Same thing. A fire came, and then uh, towards towards the field, and and Amos, famous Amos, said, "Lord." Make it stop. Jacob's too small for this, and it says that the Lord changed his mind and said, this shall not be. Don't stop praying because your praise and your praying can cancel spiritual assignments. (laughs) Moses knew this. God said, I'm going to kill all these stubborn people, and Moses said, if you're taking them out, I'm going to start with you, Moses, and Moses if you're taking them out, then just take me out too. Because he loved them so much. He said, if you're writing them out of the book, just write me out. Moses interceded and God changed his mind. Do you understand how effective our prayers can be? We can actually change. God, well, wait a minute. If that's, that's just a setup. God was going to do what he wants anyway. Yeah, I know. Of course. But it's still part of the ecosystem of the spiritual realm. He wants our prayers up there. He wants our prayers and our praise to penetrate heaven. Oh, we don't know so much that that happens with our prayers. Daniel got a lesson in that. He was praying. And then like right when he started praying, an angel came to to give him a revelation. But the angel was held back by the principality of Persia for three weeks. And he finally got through because the angel Michael had to come and give him some cover. And then the angel comes down and said, I was released to go to you right when you started praying. But I was held, oh, there's so much happening that we don't understand. The lesson for this is don't stop praying. Be of good cheer, be of good courage. It says, with everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests, let your requests, let your requests made known to God, if my people will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. If you ascend, I will descend with healing. The ascent and the descent. Yeah, we can give God praise because he hears and answers our prayers. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that we always get the answer that we want. I'll tell you one thing, every prayer gets an answer, it's not always a yes. May your will be done. 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 Will be done. How, does, how does from the mouth of the Messiah say, just pray may your will be done, and then out of the mouth of the Messiah says, knock and keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking? It's not a contradiction, they come together. Let your prayers be made known to God, but not my will, your will be done. Father, heal me of my financial difficulties. Take me out of poverty. Request, but not my will, but your will be done. You know where all these things came together? In the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeshua passed his cup, God, my father passed his cup from me. Request, but not my will. Do you understand? But It comes together. Make your request known to God, but not our will. May your will be done. The answer is not always yes. But there's an answer. For two years, we prayed for the healing of our beloved Stan. I prayed for the healing of his cancer until his last breath. I was, had my hand on him as he breathed it. And even afterwards, because God is a God of resurrection. And I said, this isn't too hard for you right now. Raise him up. But the answer was no. There was a service, it must have been about a year ago, I think it was almost a year ago, where we had a beautiful service and there were people sharing testimonies after the service and we were up here sharing and enjoying each other and loving. and, And there was Carol in the back having nothing to do with it because she was in hell watching her beloved slowly pass away of cancer. So we stopped everything, and we went back there, and we just ministered to Carol, and the whole congregation just crowded around her. And people said words. Probably none of them comforted her. And I didn't have any words, so I asked a few folks if they can just pray in tongues. I'm like, you know what, maybe this is a good time to speak in tongues, because I don't have any English words to share, so if there's anybody that has a gift of tongues, can we just have a couple, one at a time? And four people came, and just one at a time said some tongues something in tongues. I don't know if any of it had any impact on Carol, and it certainly did not keep Stan alive. But how do these prayers open the windows of heaven? And This may be a little challenging to hear, but after that event, multiple people came to me and told me visions they had during that time. And people came to me and shared words that they got during that time See, the windows of heaven were still open, and God poured out revelation. And people told me, I felt I had a word during that time, and the word was that Stan's not gonna survive this cancer. I didn't tell Carol, I didn't tell Stan, because I didn't want them to lose heart, nor did I even believe it. But the prayers were effective. They opened up the windows of heaven and God provided an answer. It didn't change the outcome, but he provided revelation. When Daniel prayed after 70 years for the end of the exile, it didn't change God's plan one bit. The prayer didn't end the exile any sooner than God ordained it. The prayer did nothing to end it any sooner, but it opened the windows of heaven and God came down and gave a message to Daniel, which is the greatest prophecy about Jesus that we have in the Bible. Seventy-sevens have been allocated to end sin, to bring an end to transgression. To close up prophecy, after 62 weeks, the Messiah is going to come and be cut off and have nothing. The greatest prophecy we have came because a servant of God opened the windows of heaven with prayer. It didn't change the outcome or the situation, but God responded with revelation. The effective prayer of the righteous man, the righteous man is Yeshua, avails much. So don't be discouraged. Pray for your families. Husbands and wives, pray for each other. Don't leave the house before you pray for each other. Pray for your homes. It may seem like rote. You know, the Bible doesn't say that your prayers have to be really passionate to be heard. Hannah's prayers weren't heard at all. And Eli, the high priest, said, What are you, drunk? And she said, I'm not drunk as you suppose. Does that sound familiar? Sounds like Pentecost, right? There we are, not drunk is you in fact it wouldn't surprise me if that whole thing happened at Pentecost, Shavuot, because it happened where the high priest was, where the tabernacle was, which was in Shiloh at that time, and people went to the tabernacle three times a year. She was there in a pilgrimage, it must have been. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Pentecost when she, she had that prayer and Elise said, what are you, drunk? And she said, I am not drunk as you suppose because if there's something in the New Testament, it certainly speaks of something that happened in the Old Testament. I'll just leave that right there. But her prayers were silent. And then it said that God remembered her prayers. Hallelujah. Don't forget. Don't forget. Make your request known to God. Pray for your families. Pray for this congregation. Pray for those you love, your family. Pray for your bosses, your, your co workers. Pray. Pray for your whatever situation, your health, whatever your situation is. Let your request be no, made known to God. Secret ingredient to the incense not my will, but your will be done. In Yeshua's name, amen.